Windows 10 is about to get worse, Xbox has a leadership change, and some unlikely partnerships. Friday. Friday, Friday. Friday, I think, uh, probably my favorite day of the week, maybe other than Sunday when I get to watch the Bengals. Uh, but Fridays, Fridays are wonderful. Fridays are here, and Fridays, there's there's some really interesting stuff coming up in this week in the world of Windows 10, which we got to talk about. So let's just dive into the news. Happy Friday, friends. Hopefully you have a wonderful week. Let's go. So Microsoft is, <laughs> this is deprecating the Windows 10, or the Windows Tips app, I should say. So if you've ever needed tips about Windows, they're getting rid of it because there's no more tips to be given. So just keep that in mind. Um, the Outlook app, which Microsoft, I have a love-hate relationship with and mostly hate because Microsoft is forcing it upon us. I started using it this week full time because I, I opened my mail app and it automatically turned on. And yes, you can go back, whatever. I've, I've tried other apps. I was trying the Spark email app and they're missing some like really odd features. They've got totally, like I thought it was going to be a Newton mail replacement. However, I couldn't figure out, and this was the deal breaker, how to sort just by unread mail, which like that should be a basic thing of a mail app wasn't there anyway so i'm back using the outlook app and um here people are like brad th there's no reason to not like the outlook app it's just an outlook web wrapper and that's whatever i'm going to give you a couple reasons because this is microsoft's roadmap this is the roadmap uh which is up on the, the screen if you're watching youtube but here we go here's things on their roadmap save as for attachments uh you could choose where to save to that is that that is a feature on their roadmap because it wasn't you you can't change the place you save stuff offline support hey uh, you know whatever copilot of course and drag and drop email and attachments to the desktop because yes uh you know windows known for drag and drop doesn't always support drag and actually microsoft have been destroying drag and drop functionality they destroyed it in file explorer dragging it up to the nav bar they destroyed it by dragging things to the taskbar and yikes. Anyways, um, there is a roadmap. Things are going to be updating, and maybe it, it does get better. Uh, other things happening in the world of Windows. Now, this one isn't new, actually. Paul reminded me that he brought this up a long time ago, and it's catching waves again. But either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, when you go to quit OneDrive now, you're being pulled for data. Now, this is an exit poll, effectively. Like, they want to know why you're shutting down OneDrive. Let me tell you, friends, this is a hostile uh, maneuver in a way to get data back from users. Clearly, Microsoft put this polling in there because they're trying to understand why. Why on God's green earth would you ever want to quit OneDrive? Well, there's a lot of reasons. One, sometimes it just crashes. Uh, there's other times when I have to do it because, hey... Like things just stop sinking and you kind of just got to rejostle the jimmies, if you know what I mean, to get to get OneDrive working again. And the fact that they won't let you quit and they actually gray it out until you select an option is not a it's not a happy, nice thing to do. They are forcing this upon you. And uh, yeah, some PM got his ways like I need exit data. I understand why people would ever do this. How can we do it? Well, what if they couldn't quit? Like what if they like Hotel California it and you can't, you know, you can't leave. Like once you're here, you're always here, whatever. Uh, not a big fan of that. Not a big fan of the slightest because, hey, Microsoft is going to be like, oh, it worked once. Let's just do it every time. Because and if you're thinking like, no, they want to do that. Look at ads. Look at everything else. They absolutely will do something like that. Now. Uh, a new report came out from Zach Bowden, and I totally believe that this is accurate based on what I've been hearing as well. Microsoft, uh, my friends, is about to ruin Windows 10. So for decades, the way that it's been, like once the new OS is out, the old one still works, right? It doesn't go away, but you stop 
shoving new stuff into it. You, you, you leave it alone, it sits there, whatever. Uh, that's just the way it's been. And so Windows 11 came out, it's like, hey, Windows 10 is gonna continue to remain serviceable, right? It's fine as a daily OS, it's updated, it's supported, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it's whatever, it's still in support, perfectly fine. You just don't expect new features. Windows 11 rolls out, right, uh, to the, our best guess, somewhere around 400 million users and leadership changes inside of Windows, right? Panos Panay has left, he's now at Amazon doing something, and we now have new leadership, marketing people leading Windows, They're, it's kind of split up or whatever else. And all of a sudden, here comes Windows Copilot. Now Windows Copilot is in Windows 11, but man, you know, if you're a business leader and you are running an operation inside of Microsoft and your financial compensation is based on how many people you can get to use Copilot. Now, that may not be the perfect KPI or key performance indicator, but it's something along like that, right? Microsoft has objectives about get a number of people using AI for or against their will. So you're sitting there, you've just been handed Windows, your, key, your KPI is to get so many millions of people or potentially even a billion people using AI. And you're looking at your universe of what you can do to do that. And you're like, well, Windows 11 has it, but there's about a billion people on Windows 10. What if, what if we continue to update Windows 10 and we shove Copilot down on there and let people use it? That would be a great thing. Bring AI to people. Guys, this is not some like feel good love story. I can guarantee that I've been covering Microsoft for a very long time. I've been around the block. I, I understand how this works. Microsoft is gonna put Windows Copilot on Windows 10 for that very specific reason of juicing their numbers and being like, how many people are using Copilot? Well, it's gonna go up. It's definitely not gonna go down by putting it in front of a billion people. It'll definitely spike up through the roof. Whoever's in charge of that particular metric they're gonna get a nice bonus out of it. And who cares about people running Windows 10 who are just there for the stable supported operating system? Good luck. Actually, according to Zach, they might be, they're looking like what can they actually do with Windows 10? So uh, let's be clear here. Microsoft is looking at pushing features, Windows 10 maybe extending service life, we don't really know yet. But I can guarantee you it's not going to be for the Windows 10 user's benefit. Microsoft will absolutely frame it that way that, hey, you can use AI directly. You can already use Bing Chat. You don't need it slammed onto the side of your screen, shoved into your taskbar, or put into your system track. You could do that already if you wanted to on Windows 10 by upgrading to Windows 11. Microsoft will come out and say, ooh, but you know what? There's some people we, we recognize out of the goodness of our hearts. We recognize that some people on Windows 10 can't upgrade. I'm one of those people. I have a box I'm ta talking to you on right now we're recording this podcast on cannot run windows 11 because of certain requirements it does not meet do i want copilot on this thing i absolutely do not and guess what who's going to get copilot on this thing absolutely me against my will and so i am definitely not alone there's also people who could run windows 11 just don't want it because they want windows 10 because they it's not changing it's not getting these updates but microsoft they're not gonna care. They aren't gonna care. They're gonna do what they need to do to do that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Um, I can assure you that probably nobody on Windows 10 wants this. Do they really care? Yeah, I don't, I don't really think so. So Windows 10 users, good luck, Godspeed, and we'll see what happens here. It sounds like it might be happening sooner rather than later. And when you look at how they implemented it on Windows 10, it's just a web app effectively, like a little Chrome frame. So yeah, what's the big deal? The big deal is that Microsoft is doing things in favor of their key performance metrics, not what's good for, and what the user actually wants. So there you go. Uh, and interesting partnerships, by the way, Microsoft will use Oracle Cloud infrastructure to help power Bing conversational searches. Now, this is an interesting one because, well, first off, like, I mean, people certainly have their opinions of Oracle. They have been around for a very long time, right? As long as Microsoft, that sort of thing. 
and they're an enterprise company. Now, the question becomes is why is Microsoft choosing Oracle to help with Bing AI? Well, if you kind of put some logic together about what's going on here, we already know that these Bing searches, ChatGPT and all these things, it is skyrocketing the amount of computations, computational support that is needed to back up these services. It's not trivial. Like this is a very big deal. Microsoft is building these things out as fast as they can. And clearly what it seems like they might be hitting some sort of capacity or forecasting that they might need some capacity. And what do you need? Well, you need additional compute. Who has it? Oracle does. Also, Oracle, while they do compete with Microsoft, there's no doubt about it. They're not they're not Amazon, right? They're not Google. Microsoft doesn't want to fail over going to Amazon or Google, right? Because that's competitive advantage. You're money into your competitors' pockets. Who can we find that's a relative neutral ally? And I use that term loosely neutral. Oracle fits that bill. You could also maybe argue IBM might fall into that, but whatever, Microsoft struck a deal with Oracle and they're going to be using some of their cloud capacity. And I think it's honestly a pretty good win for Oracle at the end of the day, right? You get bet, you get bedfellows with Microsoft. You get some more money to help build out your cloud infrastructure. You're going to get some uh, ongoing revenue from all this. And I think for Oracle, it works out pretty well. Microsoft seems to be pretty happy with the deal as well. So it seems like it's pretty neutral and uh, yeah, you know, just kind of just interesting sort of navigations here that I truly do wonder if it's like Microsoft's looking at the demand for this stuff. And then they're like, oh, we're going to shove this onto Windows 10. How's that going to do things? And it's like, we got to have some additional capacity. We know it takes X amount of years to build a data center while Microsoft is actively building these things out. It looks like their scale is not going to meet the demand. And so they're going to team up with Oracle here uh, in some capacity. So neat stuff, neat stuff at the end of the day. All right, let's move it on over to the gaming news. Now, while not explicitly related to Xbox, uh, Valve announced the new Steam Deck. Now, the biggest difference here is that it comes with an OLED display. There's not really too much else has changed. There is Wi-Fi 6E, so your Wi-Fis will be faster and you'll be able to download a little bit better. Uh, they're also promising 12 hours of battery life, but the OLED display is the big showpiece here, $549 dues. This is like, if I was going to be buying a handheld device, I think this is the one to get, at least as of right now, and in my opinion, um, I do not have one because I'm not a much, much of a mobile gamer, but uh, this seems like to be an excellent piece of hardware and Valve has, uh, importantly, other mediums to back it up, right? They can sell this thing probably near cost because they know you're gonna buy your games through Steam and, and they earn their money through Steam. And so that's sort of a Microsoft-like model and uh, I think it's a good thing. So, uh, also announced for CES, which I cannot believe just came out of my mouth, uh, NVIDIA is going to be holding a press event, looks like January 8th, look for new GPUs, let's be real here, the only thing that's going to matter is pricing, uh, it's likely going to be the super line, right, actually I run a 2070 super on my daily, and so maybe I can go to a 4070 super, or I'd really like to find like a 4070 current gen for, for less money, we'll see, pricing is really the only thing that matters, Mike, Microsoft, NVIDIA is definitely going to be framing this uh, around um, obviously some revisions here, but I'll be curious to see how it ties in with AI, because I do a lot of that stuff, and so getting the, the appropriate amount of memory on board these things is very critical uh, to running sort of these large language models uh, locally at the end of the day. Uh, on the Xbox side, Alan Hartman has been named the new head of Xbox Game Studios. Remember, there's been a lot of deck shuffling. Chris Capicella left Microsoft. Uh, they, they bought um, Activision Blizzard for nearly $70 billion dues. And so if Matt Booty and all these other people got moved around, Alan Hartman got a promotion up. And now he leads the 14th... 14 studios under the Xbox Game Studios publishing label. And then also probably uh, the biggest announcement, non-announcement or announcement of an upcoming announcement, Rockstar has said, look, in December, we're gonna get the GTA 6 trailer. That's gonna be a big one. GTA, 
I think, I think probably most of us can agree. They sort of, they own the open world concept genre, right? Like when you think of an open world game, like GTA is in there, like that is, they are like the purveyors of this platform. So something I'll be super curious to see is like, okay, are they going to try to refine the model that they've already built, you know, that has worked exceptionally well, no shame in doing that. Or are we going to see them try to push different boundaries with GTA 6? Not really sure. We'll find out, right? That's sort of the fun that we get to see here is like, how are they going to push the envelope this time? Is it going to be better narrative, better storytelling, tying in multiplayer certain a different way? Not really sure. We'll find out. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I mean, GTA is just a juggernaut of a title. I mean, that, that'll probably be a billion dollar title when it drops. Like, I would tend to think, given how big and how popular that, that title is and how, I mean, how long GTA 5 has been out. It'd be, it would be surprising if it was anything else. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Guac, Guacold, I believe is how you pronounce this. It says, hey, Brad, uh, who do you, ooh, how do you think Microsoft is going to fare this holiday season with the Xbox? What do you think is it going to be their competitive advantage? Well, first off, we haven't seen the Black Friday deals yet. Actually, one one potential leak, it, it, currency fluctuations play into this. It looked like France... In France, there's going to be a Black Friday deal for a Series X for about $100 less, so $399. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think it's a little too early. I think Microsoft going into the holidays, I keep forgetting that this accounts for Call of Duty too, uh, is a big deal. So the expectations for this year, I, I like hesitate because like on one hand, what are the expectations? Well, they own Activision now. So like year over year revenue growth is going to be like massive, right? Obviously that's true because Call of Duty is going to come out. Actually, it comes out tomorrow or today because I record this on Thursday night. So it's like whatever timelines, uh, that'll be a billion dollar title, right? And so Microsoft's revenue will be way higher for this holiday shopping season. However, hardware sales will be where it gets interesting because that gives us the best year-over-year comparables, right? And so let's be on the lookout for pricing. It's a little too early to see now uh, just how aggressive Microsoft is going to be. Mr. PKI dropping in with two questions. He says, uh, hi, Brad. Did you see the social media storm on how Phil Spencer was hailed as goated for reversing Microsoft's plan to take away its employees' free Game Pass subscription? Yes, so Microsoft employees get a lot of perks for working at Microsoft, and apparently one of them was a free Game Pass subscription, and that was going away, my friends. And so uh, apparently Phil Spencer stepped in and said, nope, we're going to reverse that. At the end of the day, it doesn't it doesn't cost, you know, in quotations, like, like there's benefit costs, right, that get applied to people. Uh, but there's no tangible cost for something like this. And so that's a pretty easy win for Phil Spencer coming. Like, no, just give it to him for free. Obviously, there's also those KPIs. It's like, we got to grow Game Pass. Let's charge your own employees. But at the end of the day, you want to keep your employees. And so uh, I think it was smart. Uh, he, Mr. PKI speculates, is Microsoft trying to, just trying to save money or just taking away the locker room towel? I didn't know they took away the locker room towels 10, 10 years ago. Um, I think, I don't know how much money they would be saving because it's not physical at the end of the day, like locker room towels, there's at least a cost to that. Like you got to buy the towels, you got to manage the towels, you got to service the towels, but game pass is just, you're just a one or a zero in a sequel table at the end of the day. So yeah, strange fish says, Hey Brad, do you think the rumors are going to be true that Windows 12 is going to be shipping next year with an Office 2024? Yeah, so there was uh, somebody on, on Twitter or X, whatever it's called this minute, found references to Office 2024, which would likely be the next like service, like long-term servicing channel. I was going to call it release because whatever. Uh, 
is coming out next year. And also it looks like there were references potentially to a Windows release as well. So I tend to believe that Windows 12 is coming next year. And I, I just think that's, I think that's a, I'd be surprised because Intel has already said, look, we're looking forward to it. Uh, we've already seen some slip ups from Microsoft itself. And like these things just keep hitting over and over and over again. So uh, if they stick to the previous plan, but again, management has changed. So things change. We, hopefully by this time next year, we will all be running Windows 12, whatever it does or does not look like. Uh, so there you go. And Mr. PKI with the closing question of the week. As we honor the service members, yes, it is uh, Veterans Day this weekend. Thank you, everybody who has served for this country in the United States. I don't know what country everybody lives in, but here we go. So uh, closing question of the week for the service members in the United States on Veterans Day. Microsoft and Oracle announced a deal for Bing AI and conversational search to use Oracle Cloud infrastructure for its compute. Does this mean that Azure is reserving all of its capacity for Copilot is the, or is, the, is it the demand that large? Ooh, uh, they could outsource it other clouds that have NVIDIA chip capabilities. So yeah, this is kind of what I was hitting at. Uh, Mr. PK, I clearly picked up on this. So like, my, I, I tend to think that Microsoft is running out of cloud compute or they think they might and they saw a way to st- extend an olive branch, make themselves look good, help out Oracle. Uh, well, maybe not help out Oracle. Oracle does just fine on its own. Uh, but they found this like symbiotic relationship and Oracle, I'm guessing, has a lot of these NVIDIA chips, right? NVIDIA is selling their, their AI chips for way high inflated prices. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, I, I, I just had to think they didn't outsource it to Amazon or Google because they didn't want to feed the other giants that they're competing with against in that sort of massive cloud infrastructure race. Although you know, Oracle obviously plays a little bit in there, but when you think of the big three, it's Microsoft, Google and Amazon. And so, yep, 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 yep. Interesting. Anyways, it is Veterans Day. Call of Duty is out. I will definitely be playing it. And by the way, there was a 180 gig update for Xbox. Like insane, insane. Uh, Like people who don't have high speed internet, and I don't mean like don't have high speed like internet. Like I have a gig down and it was a couple, it was like two hours to download an hour or something like that with Microsoft servers. If you have like a 10 meg down connection and a 10 meg up connection, which is fine for a lot of things, you would be struggling on this. Like like nobody's using 56K dial up anymore, but like there's definitely varying speeds of high speed internet. And God forbid you have a data cap. Oof, oof, geez. So there you go. Anyways, my friends, that wraps it up for this week. Hopefully you had a wonderful week. Wonderful week. It has been a good week here. I'm going to go play some Call of Duty. Hopefully I'll see you maybe out on the battlefield. If not, I'll catch all of you right back here next time.